Today's daf is daf Lamates. We are holding at the top of Lamates Ahmed Aleph, about uh, five lines down. So we're discussing here Orla. Right? The uh, Mishnah had discussed whether Orla is applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael or not. And we brought down another Mishnah from, uh, uh, where was that Mishnah that was brought down from Mishnah's Orla? that seemed to say that there were certain leniencies that could be done with Orla and Kilayim. We're going to circle back to them right now. But we're going to learn this the way Rashi learns this. Amalei Levi Lishmul. So Levi told Shmuel, Arioch. Arioch means literally, uh, uh, Arioch is one of the names in the Torah, Arioch Melech Elosar. So as I'm saying, it's like a lotion of king, because he was the king in financial matters. The Aloha always followed Shmuel. So he called him Arioch, the king. He has Sapek Li Va'ana Echo. So the way Rashi learns it, Sapek doesn't mean give to me, which could mean that. Sapek means make a Suffolk, means you go and you take from the Orla. Don't tell me whether it's Orla or not, so that when you give it to me, it's still in a status of Suffolk. And since it's still in a status of Suffolk, Suffolk Orla is Mutter and Chutzlaritz. So therefore, it's a loophole. Meaning, you don't even have to ask the guy, well, which part of the crops did you take, which treaty, you don't have to ask him. Just as long as it's, he keeps quiet and you don't know it's a suffix, you're allowed to go ahead and do it. So it's a huge, huge leniency. Just keep it in the status of suffix. It means if I know it's Orla, I can't take it. But don't tell me. They do the same thing. That way, would each pick for each other and leave it in the realm of suffix. Amri Kharfi de Pumpadisa, the sharp ones of Pumpadisa. Raji says it's Eifa and Avimi Barachbo, they were considered the sharp minds of Pumpadisa. They actually ruled Ain Orla Bakutsarat. You don't have to come onto any of these loopholes. There is no Din Orla, even if you know that technically it should be Vada Orla. There is no Din Orla. Orla is a Din of its agricultural mitzvah, it's only Chayv and Eggstroll. There is no Din Orla in, 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 in Chutzlarat. So Shalcher of Yehuda Kameh Rabbi Yochanan. So Yehuda sent to Rabbi Yochanan Eretz Yisrael, and, uh, and, and he wanted to know what should we rule. I mean, we have either should we be using the loophole, or do we just go ahead and say blanket statement? There is no orla. So Rabbi Yochanan sent back very sternly. Shalach lay stom sveika. Shut down the suffix. Means shut down the loophole. Don't even let people know that there is a loophole that if it's a suffix, you're allowed to do it. Because that's really the reason there's a problem. Sometimes when you have loopholes, it makes it look like the whole halacha is, is, is got no severity altogether. So shut down the loophole. The abed vada'ah and destroy vada orla. That means orla that people know is orla. Rule that if you know it's vada orla, has to be destroyed. Then there's no way to eat it, right? And concerning these people in Pumbadisa that want to say that there's no problem of Orla, make an announcement, that any fruit bought from them needs to be banished because you cannot trust them concerning the laws of Orla. If they don't want to keep the laws of Orla, you cannot buy their fruit. And anyone moving forward that wants to make the statement that there is no Din Orla in Chutzdaharetz, he will not have great-grandchildren or grandchildren that will cast the rope in the lot of Hashem, meaning that it will have land measured out 
when it's time to give over the portion of Eretz Yisrael to the people coming back, there won't be any descendant left of those people, it's very strong language, to get Yerusha from Eretz Yisrael. So, so moving forward, no one better be saying that there is no Din Orla in Chutzlitz. Now, the Gemara says like this, but these were great rabbis. Who were they relying on to make a statement that there's no Din Orla in Chutzlitz? So, you know, commands of Ruh, who do they hold like? He had a sound like the following Brysa. Says Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Yosi, Amr Mishum, Rabbi Yosi, by Damascus. This is his father. Came from Damascus. Shamr Mishum, Rabbi Yosi Agli. Said in the name of Rabbi Yosi Agli. Shamr Mishum, Rabbi Yochanan Menuri. Shamr Mishum, Rabbi Leizer. I got Rabbi Leizer. Got Rabbi Leizer. Harkinus, the great Rabbi Leizer. Ain or Lebechutz the Aretz. So yeah, there is what to rely on. There was a group of of a lineage of Masayim that there is no Orlein Chutz the Aretz. Frek the Gemara, how could you say that this goes back to Rabbi Lozer, Rabbi Lezer HaGadol, that's Rabbi Lezer Ben Horkinus, that said there is no Orla. We just learned the Mishnah in Kiddushin is that the Tanakhama said, Mitzvahs at Tluyas Boris, all agricultural mitzvahs, are Chayiv, only in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutzlaret, except for, he gave, the exa- he gave three exceptions, right? There were three exceptions uh, that, uh, that, that they gave. And... Uh, uh, one of them that uh, was Orla and, and Kilayim, right? They were considered exceptions. Came along Rabbi Eliezer and he said, Av Chadash. He says, I also hold Chadash. And the way we learn it, it means Chadash also is Osir, Bein Ba'ars, Bein But you see that he's adding to the list by saying even Chadash means he's agreeing with the Tanakhama that, uh, that Orla is Osir outside of Eretz Yisrael. So how can you say this whole Masora goes back to Rabbi Ezra Abadol, which Rabbi Ezra Harkin is the Rabbi Ezra of Al Mishnah, that he holds that he says Orla's mutter in, in, in Chutz Aretz. In Al Mishnah, it seems to be clear that he agreed with the Tanakhama that Orla is Osir in Chutz Aretz. Everyone here had a problem here. Zimwara so says, Veloi, what he holds that there's no Isra Orla in Chutz Aretz. V'anan Tanan, we learned in Al Mishnah, Rabbi Ezra Abadol, Afa Chadash, even Chadash. Where it says Tni, that the, their version, at least of the Mishnah, was they taught it as not Afa Chadash. He only said Chadash. By not using the word Af, he just wrote Chadash, means he's disagreeing with the Tanakhama. Tanakhama said Kilayim and Orla, Anoig and Chutzla Aretz. He said no. Chadash means Chadash is the only thing that's Noig and Chutzla Aretz, but Orla, Pashat, and, and Kilayim as well, not. So therefore, if you have that Girsa, then you don't have the question. Taka Rabbi Lezer, but even though Rabbi Yechelen says, even though there might be a Seir Messiah, we don't pask in that way, and never nobody should be going around saying that there's no mitzvah Orla today in Chutzlars. Now, I'm Rabbi Asi, I'm Rabbi Yechelen, and this shows why Rabbi Yechelen felt so strongly about it. He says, Orla B'Chutzlars, Halacha Mejim Sinai. The fact that there's a Din Orla is Halacha Mejim Sinai. I mean, it's like a Deiraisa. means that I don't go around saying there's no Orla. Orla in Chutzlars is Halacha Mejim Sinai. So Amalir of Zer, of Asi, the Girsia should be about Tanan. In, uh, we learned in the Mishnah in, uh, it, that we just quoted in, uh, in Orla. What did it say over there? Suffolk Orla, that a Suffolk Orla Ba'aretz in Eretz Yisrael, so it's a Suffolk Orla, Suffolk Deiraisa, you have to go to Chumrah, it's Osir. Besuria, which we said is only annexed, it's not considered to be actually part of Eretz Yisrael, if it's a Suffolk Orla, what was the ruling over there? Mutter. But if you tell me that Orla is Osir outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's a deraisa because it's halacha Moshe misinai. If it's halacha Moshe misinai, then why are we being lenient yeah, with Suffolk Orla outside of Eretz Yisrael? Everyone, you the question. It's a very strong question. So Ishtamem Keshach Ada. So Rav Asi was stunned for a short while. It means that was a, that's a, good, a very good question. And then he had an answer. He said, "You know what? 
even though it might be that something that is a derisa, I mean, uh, a of that case, you should go lechumra. But in this case, the halacha Moshe Misinai was explicit that the vada is usher, the suffix is mutter. That was the halacha Moshe Misinai. Means you're right. Normally, when you have an iser, whether it's an iser deraisa from the psukim, or it's an iser deraisa because it's halacha Moshe Misinai. If it's a suffix, we're going to go lechumra. It's actually machlok is the Rambam the Rashi, where it's lechumra deraisa, it's lechumra derabbanim. But either way, we go lechumra. So why here are we going lekula? Because the actual halacha Moshe Misinai, it was instructing us, telling us what that suffix you can go lekula. That's why we're allowed to do it. That's what you. So normally, you would not allow that principle to apply, but here we can because that was the ruling. Right. So when it says, he said to Amalea, Ema, what we have to say is, this was the instruction, Allah Hamash Mishinah, Sveka is Mutter Vado is Osir. All right, Amr Abbasi, Amr Abyechadan, Loikin Allah Kilayim, Devar Torah. So he said like this if somebody consumes Kilayim outside of Eretz Yisrael, doesn't necessarily consume, it means plants Kilayim at this point, or creates Kilayim outside of Eretz Yisrael. He gets lashes, means it's a derisa, right? Kilayim, so now, till now, by the way, we're talking about orla. Now we're switching kilayim. He says that you get lashes for kilayim outside of Eretz Yisrael. So, Amalei Rebeloza, Yosef, Adam, Tanana, Kilayim, Medivri, Seferim. We learned yesterday that kilayim, Taka, is also outside of Eretz Yisrael, but it's only Divri Seferim. What does Divri Seferim mean? If it's Rabbanon, then how can you get lashes deraisa for consuming kalim outside of Eretz Yisrael? For, for oh, let's say creating kalim outside of Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, but it didn't say it's just Dvar Torah. Dvar Torah doesn't mean rabbinical, right? Tomorrow says like kasha. Tomorrow says not difficult. Let me explain this outside, and we'll see it inside. There's different types of kalim. What the one is going to show based on psukim is that their kalim that. Rabbi Yochanan is referring to where you get lashes is where you produce, you take two different species and you produce a third species. You create a new species out of two existing species. The same way as by taking two different animals and mating them and now creating a third species, the only climb involving plant matter is where you actually have grafted what if you created a hybrid of the two? Then it's also derisa, and then you would get lashes. But the other types of kilan, planting seeds together so that that doesn't create a new species, just you're not allowed to have them nurturing from one another, or planting wheat and, and barley next to a uh, vineyard, we'll see exactly that. Is, those are not osami derisa. Those are not osami derisa outside of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore that's subject perhaps where there might be an Isidur Abonim. But where the Isidur of Kilayim still remains the Raisa outside of Eretz Yisrael is in the cases of what? Right. Where you created a new species, whether it be animal, whether it be plant, a new fruit, whatever it is, then in such a case that you still will get lashes for creating such a, uh, a, a entity. So this is like Kasha. Kandikalaya Kerem. Kilaya Kerem is be like where you're planting the vineyard next to the wheat or whatever, the wheat next to the vineyard. That's where it's only Asamidra Bonum, Kilaya Kerem. But Kanbar Kavas Ilan, grafting of a tree to create a new type of fruit, that is still Asadaraisa. And for doing that, you can still get Lashes Midaraisa even. Even a Chutzlaritz. 
And the Mara says Kedeshmul. And this is, support, this is supported by the teaching of Shmuel. Now, Shmuel in Masechah Sanhedrin says something incredible. We know usually that what do we know? That, that, that what's the rule? Is that there are Zion mitzvahs bnei Noach, right? The seven mitzvahs bnei Noach. Shmuel adds in Masechah Sanhedrin, he says that grafting or mating to create a new species is something that even a guy is not allowed to do. Yeah, grafted. When you right. graduate from creating a new a new species, even if it's not, it's still it's also prohibited to a ben nayach, not just the Israel. Now, how does he know it? He says like this: Amar Shmuel. It says Echukosai Tishmoru. The pasuk says Echukosai Tishmoru. You shall safeguard my statutes. And the next part of the pasuk says that Behemtavala Sarbiyot Kilan. You're not allowed to mate to uh, animals to create a new species. Now, the way Rashi explains is beautifully. He says like this. Why did it say Eschukosai Tishmoru? It should say Veshamartem Eschukosai. You shall safeguard my statutes. That would be the normal terminology that the Torah would use. But here it puts the statutes first. Eschukosai Tishmoru. Which Raji says that means that this chot, this statute, already existed from before the instruction to the Jews. Why did it exist before the instruction to the Jews? Because it already was on the Bnei Noach. They already had this instruction. So it's Those statutes that have already created those ordinances for you as Bnei Noach, which are what? You're not allowed to mate your animals to create a third species. All right? Or your fields you should not plant. Now, what type of planting is it referring to specifically? The same type of planting means which ordinances existed previously, the same way as the animal where you're creating a third species. So in types of, for Benoach, what existed before is using the fields to create a new grafting of a new fruit. Where it's mating them together to produce a third species. is also It's grafting to create a third species. Now, Now, this is the kicker. Now, since we have that comparison, now we know mating of animals is not agricultural. So, mating of animals, no one is going to disagree. That applies not only in Eretz Yisroel, but since that's compared to grafting to create a new species, therefore that also applies. In Chusar as well. Doiraisa. And that's why Rabbi Yochanan ruled that for certain types of Kilayim, somebody does it outside of Eretz Yisrael, what's going to be the punishment? You can get lashes Doiraisa. That's what it's referencing. So the Afsar Chanoik, Ben Baraz, Ben Bechutzaris. Now, the one has this uh, interesting question. The Pasuk that talks about uh, that, 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 that Ben Noach, we, what we're learning from that Ben Noach had the pre-existing, and that applies to Bnei Yisrael also, both in Eretz Yisrael, you're saying in Eretz Yisrael and outside of Eretz Yisrael, because we're comparing animal, the case of the mating of animals to grafting of, of, of the fruit, it says Sadcha. Sadcha means your field. Now the more understands that if it's written in the Lashon of possessive, your field, where is something really only truly belongs to a Jew? In Israel. So why are you using an expression of Sadcha if you're telling me that this Allah applies? Well, that's the Mora's question. So Mora says, Someone says, does not say Sadcha. Someone says like this, that you have to split hairs over here. You have to say that there's two things taught in the Pasuk. There's something in the Tepasuk that's saying, which applies to Ben Noach, that applied even before it was given to Bnei Yisrael. That's where you create a third entity. That is mating in an animal and grafting in an in a, But there is also, uh, it's still, there still is a, pro, a prohibition, but even though this prohibition only applies in Eretz Yisrael, and that is the 
mixed mixing of seeds whether it be with a vineyard or mixing seeds, which is only an Isser in Eretz Yisrael, but in a Torah, and that's what the Sadcha, that possessive is comes. The Pepka is not possessive on all the laws of Kilayim, but some of the laws of Kilayim, that Sadcha is acknowledging, only applies in Eretz Yisrael, and you have to know how to read the Pesach to be able to determine which ones apply where. So that's coming to exclude Zroyim Shemachutz that planting mixed seeds in Chutz there is no prohibition. Now, however, by the way, but there's like, so it really comes out there's three categories. There is grafting or mating, where you create a new entity. That's also not only in Eretz Yisroh, that's also in Chutz And at what level is that also? They rise, so you're going to get lashes. Then there is the Kalaya Kerem involving a vineyard. All right, we'll see exactly what's involved in the vineyard. But that's also in Eretz Yisrael. And Medivrei Sofrim, it applies in Chutzos. And then there's regular mixing of seeds, which is only also in Eretz Yisrael. But outside of Eretz Yisrael, we're going to see there's not even a rabbinical prohibition. Now we'll get to the why you have these three levels. So what it says like this. So Rav Hanan and Rav Anan, Havu Shakli Ve'ozla Be'urcha, they were uh, uh, traveling on the way. Chazula Ha'ogav, they saw a certain person because Zorah Zroyim Bahari Adari, he was planting and he was mixing the seeds. So, uh, so Amar Lay, so one of them said to the other one, we should put him in Cherem. He's doing something wrong. He's doing Kalayim in Chuzos. Amar Lay, so he answered back. I'm not sure who's speaking to. Maybe it's uh, Rav Anan back to Rav Hanan. He said, means this halacha wasn't clarified to you. Means whoever taught you the laws of Kalayim didn't clarify them to you because you should know that mixed seeds is not Asur, and they're in Bavel, by the way. So mixed seeds are not Asur in Chutzla Oretz. So this guy is actually not doing anything that is wrong. The came across another individual to cause He was planting uh, uh, seeds of wheat and barley in an existing vineyard. So now this ups the ante because it's not regular mixing of seeds. This is involving kilaim of kilakerem. So this guy we should put into kerem. So Saharisu again. This was not illuminated. Means this the window they made for the night. But this was not illuminated to you. Why? Because Lord Kaimaland, we not establish the halacha. We're going to see Rabbi, Rabbi Yashia. Rabbi Yashia holds that the derisive prohibition of Kilaya Kerem is not just planting wheat and barley next to an existing vineyard. It's when you take in one handful seeds of the grapevine, seeds of barley, seeds of uh, wheat. We had this in the Sechus And you plant all three together. That's when you're over the Isidar Raisa. The other one, just planting it in existing, that's the Isidar The difference is that the Daraisa, which is going to be also Darabonan in Chutzna Aretz, is when you do it on the Daraisa level, all three seeds together. This guy's not doing all three seeds together. What's this guy doing? He's planting it in an existing vineyard, which would only be Asur in Eretz Yisrael, would not be Asur in Chutzlar. That's the point he's making. He says, the Amma, what did Rabbi Yoshia say? He said, You have to plant a seed of a, a wheat kernel and a barley kernel and a grape kernel in one, in one fistful. Now, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, also in Bavel, he was mixing seeds together and planting. He was blind, so I'm not sure exactly how he's doing this. But anyway, maybe, maybe he was, and maybe that Amalei Abayi, Anantanan, Kalayim, Medivri, Seifrim, Abayi asked him a question. We just learned earlier that Kalayim outside of Eretz Yisrael, he says, yes, 
There's Doraisa Kilayim, where you get lashes for, but there's also Dere Sovim, Drabonim. So why are you allowed to be doing this? Lechorah shouldn't be awesome in Drabonim. So Amalei, Lord Kasha, Kanbukal Kerem, Kanbukal Azron. The only Kilayim that's awesome in Drabonim outside of Eretz Yisrael is the second level, when it's Kilaya Kerem. I'm not planting Kerem over here. I'm planting regular seeds. Regular seeds is not even Oser outside of Eretz Yisrael, even in Drabonim. Kilaya Kerem, and what's the difference? Rabbi Yisrael explains to her. In Eretz Yisrael, when you do Kalaya Kerem, not only is it also in consumption, it's also also in benefit. You can't feed it to your animals. So it's so severe, the rabbis made it also to do outside of Eretz Yisrael as well. Regular Kalayim, a mixing of seeds, it's Usr in Eretz Yisrael Daraisa, but it's not Usr Bahanoa. Since it's only Usr Bahachila, not Bahanoa, the rabbis did not extend the prohibition to Chutz Laaretz. That's Rabbi Yosef explained up by the difference. So how is it like this? So he says that Kalaya Kerem, Debaaretz Asur in Bahanoa, not only the Usr in Achila, but it's Usr in Hanoa as well, but the Chutz Laaretz, not because they made it there extending it to the Rishayim from Chutz Laaretz. But Kalaya is Rabbanim, but Kalaya is Rabbanim, but Eretz Yisrael Asur in Hanoa, but Chutz Laaretz, not only the Chutz Laaretz, but it's Usr in Hanoa. Now, how did Rabbi Yosef? Then Rabbi Yosef retracted. He says, Love, Milsi Damar. What I said seems to be incorrect. Why? Because I have been notified that Rav, Rav lived a couple generations earlier. He says, I was notified that Rav, Zora Ginta the Bey Rav, he had a little vegetable garden next to the yeshiva that the, that the students could get vegetables from. And when he planted the vegetables, again, this is in Bavel, what did he do? Mishari Shari. He did them and he separated the rows of the different species. So what do we see? That even in Chlechla Aretz, regular seeds should not be mixed, right? Because why do the others... So when it says my time, the why did he do his love? He didn't want to mix the seeds of Kilayim. And therefore what I said was wrong because according to me it should be muttered to do. Abayah said, no, no, you don't have to retract. Abayah said, if you would have heard that what he did, the Gemara discusses in Mishnah's and Kilayim that you want to maximize space with different species, there's actually a way to get five different species in, in one patch. How can you do it? It talks about the distance between them, but you can do four boundaries, each border a different vegetable, and one smack in the middle, so you get five species. As long as you leave enough space between them, then you're sensitive to the Allah you can go ahead and do it that way. Now, if we would have seen that what Rav did, that he planted the vegetables with that configuration, then clearly it's indic- indicative of the fact that he's trying to maximize the space and avoid the prohibition of Kilayim. All he did now was he just left rows, space between the rows. That's not a riot that he's being sensitive to the laws of Kilayim. That could be for cosmetic or pragmatic reasons, not necessarily because he's worried about Kilayim. He says that if he would have done Arbal, Arbaruchos, four different species on each four of the boundaries, then uh, Aruchos, Aruga of the, of the patch, with one in the middle, shopping, then you would have a good proof that he's mocked on it. But either because cosmetically he wants it to look nicer, he doesn't look like a big uh, mess of different vegetables, or he's trying to have uh, compassion for his shamus who's going to have to go and pick them, and to pick them when they're all mixed up together, it's going to be much more difficult. So therefore you have no proof, and that's the way the halacha comes out. Regular kalai's royim technically should not necessarily be... I, I don't know if that's Allah, I shouldn't say that. But the point is, but therefore, according to Lisbon, what Rabbi is saying to, uh, to his Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, what you don't retract, what you're saying is good, it should be mutter still in Chutzlar. It's what Rav was doing was not necessarily for halachas of Kilayim, for pragmatic or cosmetic reasons. Let's so, go on. But it still holds though that you're not supposed to take two different fruits and make a third? Period. That is also even so the Raisa. How do we have today? 
Ah, so that's a shaila. So that's a shaila. So the halacha is you're not allowed to do it. You can eat but you're allowed to eat it for you. Right, the pomelos. I mean, oh, all of these I things are. So, right, the Ramosh actually has a shiloh. Can you make a shechiyonu? That's what the because we did the other night. Right. So, so, what Ramosh actually says, he says that it's not the fact that, because Lukhar is not even allowed to do it either, we just right, learned, right. right? He says it should not be a problem in terms of the Shechiyonu because the guy did it by Isser. He said, but the reason he holds he can't make a Shechiyonu because these fruits, since they are grafted and you already have tasted the originals, each one, so therefore if you've already tasted each one within the last year, then you can't look at it as a considered to be a new fruit. That's what he says. So you have so to know. A quince the other night was like a pear and no, apple together. Right? No, that's, a quince is an original, I think. An apple pear is different. Oh, apple, apple pear. pear is when you've got an apple and a pear together. Quince, oh. I think, is an original. Is it? Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. But that's a problem. Major deals with it. Can you make a Shekhyana so while you're grafting? You said you can't make a Shekhyana. Why? I have an apple pear. Yeah, but you've had an apple and you've had pear. That's not considered to be. That's a, yeah. All right, let's go on. Zog de the Mishnah. Kala Isa Mitzvah Achas. This is going to be your Rosh Hashanah Kippur Alokas here. Kala Isa Mitzvah Achas Beitibin Loi. Anyone who does even one mitzvah, he will be benefited from it. Umarichin Loi Yomav, and he will have a, a longevity. Benoichos Sa'aret. Rashi says, and he will get, he will inherit the land in Olam Habo. And if you don't do one mitzvah, then he will not be benefited. not have longevity. And he will not inherit olam uh, haba. What's going on over here? Very cryptic. Doesn't seem to make so much sense. But we're going to learn the Gemara. Okay. Raminahi says the Gemara like this. Let's start with the following. It seems to be that at least the first half of that mission means any one mitzvah you do, right? You, 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 uh, they give you benefits, so it seems to say give you benefit in this world, right? And you also get Olam Haba. Now that sounds very, very similar to a Mishnah that is in Meseches Peah that discusses there's only certain mitzvahs that have both aspects, where the byproduct, the payrolls you have in this world, and the principal reward you get for Olam Haba. And you're saying that applies by all mitzvahs. That's what the Gemara is asking now. But I mean, I'm going to ask a contradiction. This is the version of the Gemara, not similar to ours. Not similar, but not exactly. So the payros, the byproduct, the, the fruit of it, you get in this world. And the principal you get in the world to come. Honoring parents, doing acts of kindness, entertaining guests, making amending machlokas between two individuals. But trumps all of them. Now the problem is, it's much more. Only those particular ones do you both have peros in this world and karen kiyemes la'olam habo. And our Mishnah seems to be saying that what for any Mishnah. So I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Any, 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 any mitzvah. So I'm a Rabbi Yehuda. Hachik Amr. This is how to learn our Mishnah. That's not contradicting the Mishnah in Meseches Peyam. What's the what? What is it? He's like this. Kala oisa mitzvah achas yaser al chuyosav. I mean, like this. A person's fifty-fifty. Person the Bainanim, like we all, like most of us, that's why we need Yom Kippur for the Bainanim, right? We're in the Aser to make sure the Bainanim. So you're fifty-fifty. You got half mitzvahs. Half a virus. So in such a case, if a person does even one mitzvah that tilts the scale, 
right? Then meitivinloi, right? We 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 he gets benefited. Vedomek yamisha mekayim kolatorakula, and this person is viewed like he's a tzaddik, tzaddik that he fulfills the entire Torah, right? Now, so that's what it means. Our mission doesn't mean that just these on its own. These mitzvahs can get you all of those things. It means that is when it's 50-50 and that becomes mitzvah 51, then it does it for you. It tilts the scale. Moses says, one second. But that implies that the Mishnah Peah that we say, that means that those mitzvahs that get it to you or to, right, on their own, means even if a guy has the majority of veras, that's what it seems to imply. There's majority of it, and you do any one of those mitzvahs, then you get, you get the world, right? This world, the next world. So that makes no sense. How could it be if a person's got the majority of errors and he does any one of those, that that's going to go ahead and tilt the scale for him? So that doesn't make sense. Mechlal, are we inferring the Hanach, that the ones we mentioned in the Mitzvah, Mishnah and Peah, right? He says, the Hanach, I feel the even any one of those can do the same thing. That can't be. So you understand the problem. We're trying to figure out what's the difference between the list of an Al Mishnah, list and Peah. To say Al Mishnah is talking about it, it tilts the scale when it's 50-50, that implies that the other Mishnah, the other Mitzvahs tilt the scale even if it's not 50-50. Look, that's shvair to understand. If you've got most of it, mostly Averas, then how can it? So the is like this. So what the Mishnah is going to answer, let me say it outside and we'll see it inside. These, any Mitzvah can take you from 50-50 to 51-50. Okay, I guess you have 49-50. But it can tilt the scale when it's 50-50, it can tilt the scale for your benefit. Those mitzvahs, if it's 50-50 and in the 50 of the mitzvahs you've done, you have any one of those, you don't need the 51. They tilt the scale by the mere fact that they're included in the ones that you did that are 50-50. Everyone know the difference, right? So when it says like this, so he says, Amar Shmaya, Lomar was coming to tell me, that if it's equal, if it's 50-50, machras, it tilts the scale even though you don't have the 51. Right. Says the more like this. So says the more. You're telling me that's much for the way we're reading it. That a guy that's fifty fifty and he does mitzvah fifty one, he's gonna get this world. He gets benefit in this world. He gets benefit in the world to come. And he considered tzaddik gomer. Is that really the case? I'm going to ask you a question from Masechus Rosh Hashanah. If somebody is not a perfect tzaddik, but he has a situation of more mitzvahs than Averis, it's true, we give him another year to live. He's going to, you know, it, it, but his life doesn't mean that it's going to be all, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, everything hunky-dory, everything's going to be wonderful, right? That's not the case. Marian law, he actually has a terrible life. What basically the point is going to say is that the benefit for this guy is that he gets his punishment in this world in order that we can maximize his olam haba, which is therefore contradicting what our Mishnah is saying. Because if you learn the Pshat our Mishnah is that a guy goes, tilts it to 551, he gets this world, he gets the next world, that's not true. That guy doesn't get this world. That guy gets punished in this world in order to maximize the olam haba. What does it say in the Rosh Hashanah? It says that means is actually is that it's for the word Ra. He actually has a terrible time. And anybody looks at the punishments that this guy is going to say, this guy must have burnt the Torah. How could this guy getting all these punishments? This guy must have burnt the entire Torah. Not leaving over one letter. On the other way, flip side, let's say a person has more Averis. Then mitzvahs, so what happens to this guy? This guy has a wonderful time. Why is this guy having a wonderful time? Because God is burning through his merits. Why? So he doesn't go up. 
Right, so therefore, they actually benefit this fellow. Vedoma, and he appears, as if he, uh, as, as if he kept, he really didn't keep the whole time. It looks like it, because it would have, without leaving, detracting one letter. So therefore, the Chorah, back to our question. So how can you learn our Mishnah means you do one mitzvah and you get the world, L'chora, what we just learned, we just said right now, we said from, I think it's Masechah's Rosh Hashanah, it says over there, that even one, that a person has more mitzvahs than Averis, yes, ultimately in the world to come, things will be fine. But it doesn't mean that things are going to be fine right now. So Amar Abayas, Abayas says to reconcile the two statements, you have to learn that when our Mishnah says that you do one mitzvah, you get everything, it means everything in the world to come. Even longevity, doesn't mean you're getting longevity now, this is the quality of your Olam Haba is going to be, but it doesn't mean you're getting it now. Now if you learn that, then you've reconciled the two statements. So he says like this, Amr Abai Matnisin Da'avdin Le'i Yom Tav, the Yom Bish. Means he's, he's, he's given a Yom Tav, the world to come will either be Yom Tav and Yom Bish, or the world to come will be a Yom Bish, will be a terrible world. Meaning like this, if you've got one more mitzvah, then not this world, we're going to do whatever we can in this world to get, maximize his, you know, to make him have a Yom Tov, to make him have a good day in the world, that he, uh, in the world to come. And if he has one Avera more, then we're going to do everything in this world to make him have a Yom Bish. We have a bad, a terrible time in the world to come, even though in this world, but have you learned, that's the shot in our Mishnah. It's hard to work feet, we're in our Mishnah, but it means our Mishnah is only talking about all the good things that are going to happen for him in the world to come. It's not reflecting what's going to be happening for him in this world. Rava says, I don't agree with that. Rava says, it's hard to learn that in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah clearly is saying that you can get rewarded for certain mitzvahs in this world, right? And therefore, and, 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 and he, he, like, he goes back to the terrace of it's 50-50 or 51-50. He, he agrees with it. He holds that terrace. I, the, 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 the statement we made that says that if you got one more mitzvah than Avera, it's going to be a terrible time for you over here and then and, and just maximizing he says that's going like a different shita there is the opinion of rabbi yaakov rabbi yaakov holds excuse me rabbi yaakov holds that there's no reward for any of the mitzvahs in this world and therefore that's the, so therefore our mission doesn't agree with it our mission holds that you can't have benefit and reward in this world it's in the world to come right that you'll get the primary reward but you can still get rewarded for mitzvahs in this world but the, 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 uh, the brysa, oh, well, I don't know if it's a brysa, that says that everything is going to be bad or good in the world to come, not necessarily from what you do that you're going to get benefit. That's going like the sheet of Rabbi Yaakov. So Rabbi Amar, Amar, Hamani Rabbi Yaakov, he is going like the sheet of Rabbi Yaakov, the Amar Schar Mitzvah Hayal Maleiko, that there is no reward for mitzvahs in this world. The Rashiv explained it, he said uh, as follows. He said that if you do a mitzvah, you're doing an eternal act. An eternal act can only receive an eternal reward. You can't get rewarded in this world because this world is finite. It's not eternal. So for doing an eternal act, you have to get an eternal reward. It can only be in the world to come. It can't be here. There's Sani Lent and Abraiser. Yaakov Eimer, Ein Lechakol Mitzvah, or Mitzvah Shaksuba Torah. That any, any mitzvah, even the ones that are written in the Torah, Shemat and that seem to say that when you do it, you're going to get reward. Those rewards are not being written for this world. The rewards that are written, and you're going to, you're going to have longevity, that's not for this world. What is that referring to? It's all referring to the quality of your Olam Haba. That's what it's referencing. Right? All of them are tolent chesamesim. What do you mean all of them are tolent chesamesim? That that reward will only be realized 
in the world to come. Right? For example, the Kiwad Ava Amksiv, by honoring parents, is Laman Yerichon Yamechol, Laman Yitavlach, that you will have longevity and things will be good for you. And Mishuloch Hakam Ksiv, and when you send away the bird, the mother bird, Ksiv Laman Yitavlach, that you will have things good for you. Arachta Yamim, and you'll have Yamim, right? And so he says like this he's going to try to prove the fact that those are not talking about for this world, those rewards are for the world to come. What's the proof? Father said to him, Go up to this tall building and bring me the chicks and send away the mother bird. For Allah, and he sent away the mother bird, but not and he took the chicks. And, and so this guy's doing two mitzvahs that should result in what? Arichus Yomim, right? Both of them. Shleuch HaKenet and Barichus Chazirasa. And on his way down, Nafal, he falls off the ladder of a mace and he dies. So Heichan Tevez Yomav. What happened to his, his the, 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 the benefit of the, of, of the days that he's going to be getting? And what happened to his longevity? He dies after doing both of those mitzvahs. So therefore, So Heichan Tevez Yomim Shulzeh. Right? Heichan Arichus Yomim Shulzeh. Where is his, uh, the, the, the quality of his life? Where is his longevity? Ella obviously says to Yaakov, Laman Yitavlach means the Olam Shakulatov, you'll have benefit in the world that's completely good, that, that, that's the world to come. Laman Yerichon Yamechla is the world that's eternal, Yom Shakula Aruch. Say them more like this. That's a weird proof. You're creating a case and saying, this, well, what a, who says such a case can happen? <laughs> How can you make up a case and say, you see that that happens? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made it up. Yeah, he made it up. Moses says, no. Maybe that never happened. Someone says, no, no, he's telling you he saw such a case. That's the shot. Someone says, Rabbi Yaakov, Maisa Chozo, he saw this happen. Someone says, well, maybe the guy was thinking about Averis in his head at the time he did it. He was thinking of Averis. By a Jew, even if a person does an Avera, is thinking about Avera, but if he doesn't do it, you're not dinged about that. So that can't be the reason the guy fell off the ladder. Right? But deal maybe think about Vazara. Vodazara is a whole different level. If you think about Vodazara, that you get dinged on even if you don't actually do it. Hashem will seize and hold it against the Jewish people, believe them for what they have in their heart. They're going to get punished for Vodazara in their heart. So they have a Lechora, maybe. How do you know? How did Rabbi Yaakov know what the guy was thinking? Maybe he was thinking of Vodazara, and that's why he fell off the ladder. That's actually what Rabbi Yaakov is saying. I don't know what the guy was thinking. But if there is reward in this world, if there, I'm not so clear about this, but if there is reward in this world, then the reward that mitzvah is such a quality that there's reward in this world should have protected him from thinking about Avodah Zorah. If he's in the middle of doing such actions, actions have impact on thoughts as well. If there is reward in this world, I mean, a mitzvah is not just reward for the world to come, but for this world as well, it should have protected him from what? Thinking about I'm thinking about So he says like this. So therefore, you, so therefore, you nami Rabbi Yaakov was saying this as well. That reward is not just for the world to come, but it's a mitzvah so powerful that it can be rewarded in this world as well. So amaylo agin mitzvah why didn't protect him? to protect him from thinking about the avodah The fact that he fell off. So even if it's because he was thinking about avodah itself is a raya that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. All the reward is for the world to come. Says the Gemara like this, we have another problem. We know that if a person goes to do a mitzvah, there's a special protection. So why is this guy getting killed? He's doing a mitzvah. That people doing mitzvahs, people are the agents to do mitzvahs. A nezokin should not be damaged. 
So Moran says, yeah, but that's maybe on the way there. What was happening over here? Faha. Moran says, when, you, when you're on the way there, is different to protect him. But over here, it's on the way back. Moran says, yeah, the protection for Mitzvah should protect you not only on the way there, it should also protect you on the way back. Moran says, yes, but over here, it was a shaky ladder. Since it was a shaky ladder, therefore, it's a, it's a sakana. You can't rely on the protection of a mitzvah if you're putting yourself into a situation of danger. That's common. It was, it was the norm for there to be damaged, a shaky ladder. Whenever there is a, 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 a propensity for damage to happen, you can't rely on a miracle that the mitzvah will protect you from being damaged. Where do we see this? Because we know that Shmuel Anavi, Hashem said to him, Go and anoint David. Even though Shaul is the king, I want you to go anoint David. And Shaul said, but, but, but if, if, Shmuel, if, if, if Shaul finds out, he is going to kill me. Hashem's telling you to go do it. He says, yeah, I can't rely on a miracle if it's something that could, is, that's a dangerous thing to do. So he said to him, How can I go? He's going to find a Vargani. Why? Because you don't rely on miracles when it's something that you're putting yourself in danger. Now, I'm Rabbi Yosef, Acher. And says like this, fascinating. This Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov, was a grandson of Achar. Acher was Elisha ben Avuya, the Rebbe of Rav Meir. He went, he crossed over to the other side, right? He went ahead. He was a great, great Talmud Chochem. And he gave it all up and then gave up his Olam Habo. But he's going to say it because he saw one of two stories. He says, how could that be? That, well, we'll see. And the point is that if he would have understood the way his grandson explained it, that you don't get rewarded in this world, maybe he would not have made the decision that he decided to make. So he said, Mole, if it weren't for the fact that Darsha, the Imal, if he would have Darsha Achel high. Uh, Kra, the Pasuk, that means for the world to come, Yaakov, his Barbarte, his maternal grandson, Lo Chata, he would not have sinned. For Acher Mayhav, it was the case of Acher. So Some say he saw the guy falling off the ladder. It's Mamash what he saw. The father sent the guy up and the guy comes down. He says, where? He said, right? We say in that, sir, uh, the ten, the ten uh, martyrs, that the, one, of the, the, one of them was the, the Maturgaman, the, the person who used to say over the Shurim from Rabbi Gamliel, and the Romans ripped out his tongue and threw it in the dust and a pig came and dragged it away. And he saw this and he was... He's, this can't be, there can't be Torah, there can't be a reward based on what I'm seeing. So the Chazad, have a Gorilei Dover Acher, that a pig dragged it away. Amar Peshe, Epic Margolios, that the mouth that was being used to bring out the pearls of Torah of his Rebbe, Rebbe Gamliel, Yolachach Afar, should now be licking the dust. Navachate went out and he sinned. But either way, those two stories, if he would have understood, reward is not for this world, reward is the world to come, maybe he would not have sinned. Rami Bartuvi, Rami Ravtuvi Bar Rav Kisna Lerova. Ravtuvi asked the following contradiction to Rova. Our Mishnah says that if you do one mitzvah, the act of doing the mitzvah, you get benefited. Also, in its you have to act, you have to do something. Law also, but if you just sit back and don't do anything, then law, you can't expect to be rewarded if you don't do anything. But I'm going to ask you a contradiction. If someone just sits and does not do an Avera, right? An act of omission. Sits and doesn't do anything. He gets rewarded like he did a mitzvah. So he's asking a contradiction. Our mission implies that it only works when you act upon something. The, 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 the Bryce that he's quoting over there says that even if you sit back and don't do an Avera, you're going to be rewarded like you do a mitzvah. How do you reconcile the two? 
So Amalei Rova answered him, not a kasha. Why? Over there, it's on my way, you had the opportunity to do an Aveira. So if you have an opportunity to do an Aveira and you don't do the Aveira, it's as if you did a mitzvah. But the guy who sleeps 24 hours and was not challenged with anything, he can't expect to be rewarded as a mitzvah because he wasn't challenged with an Aveira. That's only if you do a mitzvah, but if you don't do nothing, you don't get it. So or the only time you can say you're rewarded for an act of omission of a com- uh, as if you did something is where you were challenged with Avera and then you didn't do it. When it says like this, it's as if it's a case where he did the Avera but it's always saved from it. The more brings down the following story. He was propositioned, solicited by this Roman noble woman, right? She wanted to sleep with him. So Amar Milsa, he made a spell. He covered himself with 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 uh, boils. with uh, uh, boils and 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 uh, and sores avda uh, himil so so she also did a spell and she removed them it's and she healed him arak he ran away he went into a bathhouse that was known to be full of demons it was a dangerous bathhouse that the have an island between even when two people would go even during the day they would be uh, uh, they would be damaged they would be attacked by these demons but he went in because he didn't want to be want to get out of her clutches so the mother the next day he came out unscathed so how were you protected right that you didn't get damaged so he said, shamruni. There were two arm bearers for the Caesar. Rather, there were two malochim, standing guard, protecting him from being damaged. Shamruni kolalayla. They protected me the entire night. So Amrulay, Shemadvar Erva Baliyadcha, that to have such a protection must have been you did something good. It must have been that you had an opportunity to do an Avera. And when it's out, man, and you protected yourself, you saved yourself from it, right? The Sanina, as we learned, when a person has an immoral act that he could do, when it's out, man, and he gets saved from it, a miracle can happen on his behalf. And therefore, the point we're making over here is, yes, there are times when you don't have to do anything and it's, you get rewarded as if you did something, but that's only under what circumstance? Where you are doing a, uh, you're, you're avoiding doing an Avera, then it's as if you did a mitzvah. But otherwise, you have to actually do something in order to be rewarded. And we'll stop over here.